And so we're starting a new series, Unmasked, um, A Healthy You Equals Healthy Relationships. Um, look at your neighbor and, and tell him, say, take the mask off, take the mask off. And so this isn't um, saying, you know, that people that have a mask, you're, tr you're trying to be fake or phony. It's just we all sometimes got to, you know, we got to hold it down in life. And sometimes we got to just, you know, put the mask on. You know, we got to kind of keep it together. And, um, um, and, um, and but, but if we want to get free and healthy, we got to learn to take the mask off before the Lord. What's up, Enrique? My good friend Enrique Aguirre is here. We go way back. Way back, um, way back, way back, uh, yeah, yeah, way back, Bible college and all that, and I, he DM'd me, he said he's going to be in town, so it's good to see you, brother, um, so if you guys want to know any of my deep, dark secrets, Henry knows, so, uh, no. yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's a good, good friend of mine, went to Bible college, we live, like, walking out our single life with the Lord, like, uh, we, we've roommated and served in the same church in Oceanside for like 11 years, but it's good to see you, man. Uh, so everybody, welcome um, my homeboy, Enrique. Um, we, we used to call him the genius in Bible college because uh, he was the smartest one in the group. So, uh, but anyways, I'm sorry, I got distracted there. I saw Enrique. Got to give him a shout out. Um, but unmasked, okay, healthy you, healthy relationships. And so we're going to get into this. T today we're going to some time. And this is the thing. This is the heart behind this whole message. I'm going to open this up in prayer, the word, as you, as you open your Bibles there to James. But um, the heart here is that I, me as a pastor, my wife and I, our heart, the heartbeat of, of who we are as leaders and what we want to be to this community is to not only create an environment for you to encounter God, but for you to actually come out of an encounter with God and actually learn to walk in freedom. Can I get a witness, right, to walk this thing out? It's one thing for God to zap you. Anybody been zapped by God? And some of you guys, I don't know if that's positive or negative, right? But, but no, anybody been touched, had an encounter by God, been born again, God touched you. I mean, I was miraculously touched by God and changed as a teenager. But I had some walking out to do. I had some issues in my heart and my life, and I needed people around me to help me walk this thing out in freedom, all right? And no matter where you are in God, there's more freedom to be had. I don't care if you've been saved your whole life, you got saved in church when you were five, whatever. That's beautiful. That's amazing. But you still have some issues. Don't look at me like you don't. Come on now. Come on now. Ask Henry. I've been saved for a while, but Henry knows I still got some issues, right? And so, yeah. Amen. Yeah, we all got him, right? And so, so I want, I, this, this is the heartbeat of this message is my prayer is that you come through this, this series, this word, and you're more free than when it started. You got some more deliverance than when it started. And I'm actually going to be leading a connect group, uh, not a connect group, we don't do connect groups, we do hope groups, by the way. Uh, but we, we, um, I'm going to lead a hope group about this to go deeper on Thursday nights. So I'm going to start in a couple weeks, and it's going to be about walking in freedom. And, 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 and getting even more free. I, I need to get some more freedom. I want, I want all that God has for me. Just like my wife was saying earlier, there's more. Look at your neighbor and say, there's got to be more. Here we go. Father, thank you for this word. We pray, God, that it changes us, transforms us. And, and we, we thank you, uh, Father God, for the big win later today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. I said all those in agreement said amen. Okay. All right, stay spiritual, Pastor Sean. Stay spiritual. This is about Jesus, all right? Uh, but James chapter 5, verse 16, this is the text. This is the thesis statement for this message this month. 
James chapter 5, verse 16. Here we go. All right. One more time. Look at your neighbor and say, take the mask off. Here we go. Here it is. Uh, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I'm going to say it again. James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And so this is what this message is all about. Confessing your sin to God brings forgiveness. But confessing your sin to somebody you trust brings healing. There's a lot of people in the kingdom that are forgiven, but they're not healed. Because they've confessed their sin to God, but nobody in their world knows about their struggle, and they're not healed yet. God reserves an element of healing in your life to a relationship you have with somebody. Somebody say amen. God does it all. He gets all the glory. But if I am forgiven and not healed, it is not God's best for my life. There's a lot of people forgiven, and I'm thankful they're forgiven. But I don't just want y'all to go to heaven. I want you to walk in freedom here on the planet. Come on now, right? Is this right? So, so, so you confess your faults one to another that you might be here. Here it is. I'm going to give you some definitions. I'm going to teach you something, and then we're going to get on out of here, all right? But um, confess means this in the Greek, openly declare, without reservation, no holding back, all right? And I know sometimes this kind of message get a little scary. Like, man, I told some people some stuff, and they went talking about me. I trusted them, and they didn't do me just right. But I'm here to tell you right now, God will heal you that too. Come on now. I'm sure there's some people in here that you did that to somebody else too. Maybe not everybody. Maybe not you, but somebody maybe. Come on now. All right. Are you guys with me on this? But confess means to openly declare um, without reservation, no holding back. You got to take the mask off. If we, you, I want to encourage you. You ought to have a, 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 at minimum a relationship where you can take the mask off. Right? Take the mask off. Um, that's what confession's all about. You know, the Bible says that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness, but you need somebody in your life that just knows your stuff, and they, they're going to love you through it. I'm not talking about people that are going to beat you up for it. I'm, I, I'm, you need to stay away from those people. I'm talking about people that you can tell your stuff to. You can tell what you're walking through. You can talk, to your, talk about your struggles. They're not going to compromise and let you just mire in the mud, but not going to condemn you while you're in the mud. Come on now. I'm preaching good in here. Okay, thank you. I got one person saying I'm preaching good. Um, but here, trespasses. I'm going to break this down. You guys want to learn something today? Here it is. Um, I want you to learn how to walk in freedom. Trespasses means this. It means to fall away after being close beside. It means you, you ever just doing it right and then you mess up again? Am I the only one? Come on now, talk to me in here. Anybody else here, man, you were doing good. Some of you, you were like, man, I was good. I was six months doing great. And then fell off the wagon. I don't know what your wagon is, but you know what I mean when I say fell off the wagon. All right? Some, of, some people, we, 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 can, we judge people that have drug addiction and they relapse. Some of y'all relapse on a bad attitude. I know you're like, oh, man, they smoke and crack again. But, yeah, you nasty again. You fell off too. <laughs> Oh, preaching good in here. <laughs> Come on, now you are super positive, and then you fell off. Come on, you relapsed. You need to go to rehab. But I said no, 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 right? Come on, now some of y'all need to go to emotional rehab, attitude rehab. You need to, come on now, I'm preaching good. Come on, I know, the Super Bowl Sunday, come on. 
but all right, that's right. Right? But the, the, this is it, is that fall away after being close beside. Here it means a lapse. That's what this means. And sometimes what, in the church world, this is what happens when people mess up again, we judge them. And the Bible says right here that it's going to happen to everybody. I'm not justifying people um, going around the mountain and just living a certain way, and it's okay. I, I'm, not saying, you know, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying humanity has a habit of messing up more than once. And then they come back to church, and we're like, you see them? They came back. They're still. But here, the Bible says, when somebody relapses, there should be an environment where they could take the mask off and get healed. This is talking about a repeat offender. I know there's some, like, real repeat offenders in here that had some trouble with the law, but some of us are repeat offenders in other ways. Just because the law didn't bust you for it, God sees it. <laughs> oh, man. You guys, are, I know, I know. You guys are like, this message is too much. It's too, too much, Pastor Sean. Don't preach the gospel, Pastor John. Tell me how every, I'm doing everything perfect and right all the time. But here it is. I just want to encourage you. And I want us to be encouragers. That repeat offenders can get healed in an environment of love and trust. Come on, I'm talking about walking in freedom. We can't help people walk in freedom if we don't have a tolerance for them stumbling along the way. I mean, I'm not over here condemning Dominico, my five-year-old, for doing what he does that isn't Christ-like on a consistent basis. Right? See? Luciano has a witness. I have a witness right here. His baby brother. I'm not over here condemning Luciano because he can just flip over one side. He can't quite crawl just yet. What's wrong with you, you five-and-a-half-month-old? Come on now. All right, here it is. Here, I'm going to give you that trespass. This is what it means. Fall away after being close beside a lapse, a deviation from the truth, an error. Slip up. It's a definition in the Greek. Confess your slip ups. Take the mask off. Uh, and uh, my wife and I, we're very, we, we try to be just very open about our marriage. And sometimes we, it's very comical at times. I mean, at least for us it is. Um, but this is just something I'm very committed to as an individual that I'm not going to try to put on this facade like I got it all together. It's just not, it's just not, I just don't find any solace in, in separating myself from people in a way that, oh, yeah, look, at that's Pastor Sean. He, I don't need to have it all together. I need to be in pursuit of God. And, yes, have I gotten victory and in, in my walk with God, gotten some freedom that I could help somebody too? Yes. But am I up here and I have arrived and I never mess up and I never have a bad attitude? That's a lie. I don't care how saved and how super spiritual your favorite preacher is. You get to know him for a little bit, and you're going to be like, oh, snap. They can, they can communicate, but they need to, how to learn how to communicate to their spouse behind closed doors. Somebody say amen. All right? Wrongdoing that can be relatively unconscious. Next time you mess up, be like, I was unconscious. I don't know what happened. Something came over me, and I socked them in the face. I just, it is the sin in me working. It is not me. <laughs> yeah. It is not me. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Non-deliberate. Sometimes we, just as humans, we're going to mess up. 
unconsciously and not deliberately. And I'm not saying that's all that sin is, but this the definition of this word is we need to learn as Christians to confess our slip-ups and not intentionally try to hide them. You gotta, if you want to be healthy, you gotta take the mask off. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, take the mask off. Here it is, my first point. Freedom and growth requires vulnerability. Can I get a witness? Come on. All right, freedom and growth requires vulnerability. Healthy marriages are vulnerable. They're vulnerable in the sense that they choose to be vulnerable. Um, vulnerability is, is Christ-likeness in a certain degree because he was crucified on a cross naked in front of everybody. He's the most vulnerable leader, and yet he brought healing to everybody. His vulnerability brought us healing. His vulnerability empowers us to be vulnerable because my sin and my mess-ups aren't my identity. It is something I did. It is something I'm fighting through, but it's not who Sean is. I am the righteousness of God in Christ, so I can separate myself from my mess up. It might take me a minute. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I need a process. I'm not going to admit it right away. I might just have to sleep on it and be like, you know what? You ever, somebody's telling you the truth, and they love you, and they did it right, and you just are staunch and hard-headed. You come up the next day, and you go, you know what? You, I thought about that. I just thought about it a bit, and I think you're kind of right. No? <laughs> Anybody ever take them a minute to admit it? Two days. <laughs> right? It takes you a while. Yes. Some people process. Other people are like, I jacked up big. I messed up. I'm, I'm a horrible person. Help me. It's like, whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> and other people are like, takes them a while. Yeah, I'm really working on some, something. Different personalities, but they come around. The point is, take the mask off. Yes. Somebody say, man, I'm here to tell you, I've been around plenty of anointed preachers. They didn't know how to take the mask off. And everything they worked for and labored for was stripped from them. Because sin will find you out. So you got to expose the sin before it tries to do dirty. on. Come on now. Sometimes we got to learn how to invite people over the house and show them the dirty laundry. I got plenty of them. Actually, we got some, some in the dryer right now. Drying. Anybody love to do laundry? No. <laughs> right? Who does love that? Who who loves the laundry? Anyone? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. All right. Start a laundry business. <laughs> but you guys get what I'm saying? This isn't like everybody. You you know, and I know, um, you know, in certain environments or, you know, the ladies. I've never been in a ladies' room with ladies in there, but I've heard stories of ladies in the ladies' room just kind of saying a lot. You're like, whoa, I'm just trying to wash my hands. And she just told me everything. <laughs> and then you walk out of there going, I need to go intercede and pray this off of me. <laughs> Can I get a witness, ladies? So time for everything. Like if I'm in the bathroom, bad time to be like, hey, Pastor Sean, uh, just that one needed some counsel. Not the time or place. <laughs> Not the time or place. That's one thing you, I know ladies are a little more open to talking, but dudes in the back, we don't talk. Just, even if you know them, it's not like, what's up, bro? It doesn't, I don't know, maybe some do. I just, I don't like talking in the bathroom. I handle my business and get on out. Anyways, it has nothing to do with my message, but the point is time or place matters, and the person does matter. I'm not saying everybody all the time just be like, blah, but a context for you to walk in freedom is that somebody in your life, you can take the mask off. You can confess. Confession is not a popular word in the church today because it's used in a religious way. Confession is not condemnation confession is a, is a pathway to freedom we don't talk about confession 
We don't talk about the importance of confession, the importance of honesty, the importance, the importance of vulnerability. That, you know, you are saved by way of confession. And you're going to stay saved by way of confession. You're going to stay, you're going to get healthy and remain healthy by way of vulnerability. Once again, my first point is what? Freedom and growth requires. Say it again. Say freedom and growth requires vulnerability. All right, are you guys getting some out of this? Here we go. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. Here we go. All right, if you're there, say, I got it. Proverbs chapter 28, he who covers his sin will not prosper. All right, he who covers his sin will not prosper. But whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Mercy's on the other side of confession. All right, um, you know, uh, and some people are, you know, just by nature, they're kind of stubborn or, hard, you know, hard-headed. I use the word knuckle-headed a lot. I, I can be one of those people sometimes. Anybody know any stubborn people in your life? Anybody believe that you might be one of those just, but you're like, but in a good way. It's a spiritual gift to be stubborn. No, just kidding. It's not in the Bible. But, <laughs> but and I believe God can use it. Anybody, come on now. Any stubborn people in here? Come on. Where are my Peters at? <laughs> Peter. Wow, we got a lot of Peters in here. Lord, help me. Um, oh, Lord, we got work to do. <laughs> Somebody say, walk in freedom. But he who covers his sin will not prosper. He who covers his sin will not prosper. I'm going to say it again. He who covers his sin will not. I know this isn't popular. This is the Bible, though. This isn't a message to condemn. This is a message to bring freedom. But we got we to gotta be real. We got to keep it real. We got to be real about it. I mean, that was one of my prayers as a young person when I first got saved. God, I just want to be real with you and real with people. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Not, not perfect, but just look. This is pure. You can see through it. I'm not trying to hide something. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. I'm not trying to create... A, a, a false representation of who I am. All right? We don't, cover, we don't cover our sins. We confess them and allow others to cover us. Right? We don't. The Bible says the love of God, you know, covers a multitude of sin. Let God and, and, and kingdom community cover your sin. You don't do it. When I, and I don't mean cover as far as excuse. I just mean when we confess our sins, God covers us. When we confess our sins to our brothers and sisters, they cover us. That doesn't mean they excuse you, but they got your back. Because every last one of us needs somebody to have our back. Because every last one of us is broken and frail and working something out. And you got to know who has your back. Somebody. And I'm here to tell you, you need to have somebody's back. Cover them. Amen. Challenge them. But cover them. Like I'm the type of dad that's going to challenge my kids privately and cover them publicly. Amen. <laughs> You're going to hear it at home. But I got your back out here. <laughs> Somebody say, parents say amen. amen. I'm going to have my wife's back in public. And then we'll just have robust dialogue privately. 
That's what I call it, robust dialogue. <laughs> and there are times I've slipped up and had some road robust dialogue around other people. And then I had to confess my trespasses <laughs> so that I could be healed. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Am I, am I too real for you? He who covers a sin will not prosper. But whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. We don't cover our sin. We confess them and allow others to cover us. Here's the word prosper. When we cover when we don't take the mask off. Prosper is a powerful word. It means to advance. You can't advance in the kingdom if somebody doesn't know what you're walking through. Why does God do it this way? Because he wants us to know that we need each other. And he wants us to know that we can't do it on our own. You can't. You can't be, you will never achieve your purpose just exclusively and solely with a relationship with God alone. That is where it starts. That is the most important. But if you don't have real relationships in life on Monday, you're missing, you're not going to get all God has for you. Or if you have a relationship with the wrong people, somebody say amen. All right, prosper means to advance. It means to break out. It means to come mightily. It means to go over. It means to, to be profitable. It means to cause an effect. It means to make an impact. If I cover my sin, I will not break into what I'm called to do. If I cover my sin, I will not penetrate where, where God has called me to go. I will not advance in the kingdom of God. It's a powerful um, Powerful definition of confess in Proverbs 28, 13. Confess is the same word used for intimacy in Bible and the, and the word praise. It's the word yada. And so it's literally the same word for praise. And some people, I'm here to tell you right now, a doorway to a greater level of praise is to yada. Confess your sin is a form of worship. Some people say, man, I've been singing songs, but I can't feel God's presence. Maybe you're lacking a layer of worship in your life, and that layer is being honest with those around you and confessing your faults. That is truly and, and fundamentally, and at the core, it is an act of worship by definition. All right? To throw, to cast, to shoot, to praise. That's what the word confess means. Here it is. Here it is. I'm going to get into some stuff here. Um, here, I got two questions I'll put up here. Number one, these are questions we want to ask ourselves. This year, I want you to ask yourself in this, are you humble? I know that's a big question. We're like, no, I'm not. I'm working on it. This is important. This is, this is, this is growth. This is, I'm talking about walking in freedom. And, and, and we as people of God, need to be humble. Humble yourself. There's so much in the word about humble and how God will lift you up and exalt you. You'll break out. You'll break through. Humble. How many of you know it's hard sometimes to be honest about when you messed up? Am I right? Because you're like, man, I'm about to get cracked on the head, over the head for this. Or, you know, we have this fear and maybe there are people in your world that you don't need to be confessing to. But there is somebody in your world you need to be confessing to. I'm not talking about every day, da -da -da, da -da -da, da -da. no, I'm just saying in the rhythm of your life, this is the walk of freedom that somebody knows that you are known and you know and you know and you to, do, to know and to be known. This is a fundamental need that God wired us to, 
that, that, that I know you and you know me. And part of knowing each other is knowing the areas of our life that are uncomfortable, that, uh, that can be uncomfortable even communicating them and talking about them. I had um, two young people this week call me in our community about things that they're working out. And I honored them for telling me what was really going on. And, and this isn't something I, I, I'm not going to tell none of y'all because it's none of y'all business, right? No, hear me out. I know I'm being kind of facetious. But they told me some things they're walking through, they're struggling with. And one of them said, hey, man, I'm going to text you um, every now and again so you know when I'm dealing with this. And I'm like, please do. That's what community's for. And I said, man, I honor you for calling me and just telling me, man, this is, this is, this is, your, this is your season of breakthrough. This is, you're going to grow. You got to talk to somebody. Anybody ever hold something in and you finally talk to them? And I've seen this recently too. Somebody holds something in, just like, you know, just not knowing quite what to say. They finally say it. And I, before they told me, they told somebody else, I saw their countenance. They look like a different person. Freedom. Freedom came. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever holding something on in your life and you tell somebody and you're like, oh, feels a lot better. Feels a lot better. So are you humble? Here's the next one. Are you teachable? Are you teachable? Write that down. Are you humble and are you teachable? Humility and teachability, okay? Humility and teachability are indicators of spiritual health. Not, the, not that you can prophesy, not that you can preach. That's not necessarily indicators of spiritual health. It's that you're humble and people know it. It's not something you need to declare. People just know, man, I can trust this person. Man, I can really feel the heart of this person. You know, are, are you teachable? Is somebody in your life able to teach you something? Yes, Lord. All right, it's feeling tight up in here, but it's all right with me. Humility and teachability are key indicators of spiritual growth. And here's the thing about uh, vulnerability, kind of confession, confession, taking the mask off. Look at, let's go to Psalm 32, verse 5. All right, 32, verse 5. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. All right, I'm going to say it again. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Everybody say, Selah. All right, that means pause. You guys are like, what does that mean? All right. And this is the thing here is God just doesn't want us to keep confessing something the, our whole life. Now I'm going to get into some stuff here. I hope you're all right with this. But God's intention, confession is the beginning of freedom, but we shouldn't have to live in the same confession our whole life. Confession is a doorway to freedom. 
And this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm going to challenge some people in here, okay? Some people live in confession, the same sin, the same issue for years and years and years. I'm not condemning you. I'm saying God has more for you. And sometimes we think because we confess it, we're going to get, it's the beginning of freedom. But I've noticed in this generation that this generation takes ownership of soul ills as their own. Confession is so you separate from it, not so you own it. I've noticed in this generation, I believe there is a strength in this generation that, that we are, I think, generally speaking, a little more open about our stuff. And, you know, people talk about depression a little more and anxiety and mental illness a little. And I believe there's some good stuff with that, we, that it is a conversation. It's not this taboo thing that, like, back when I grew up, if you went to counseling, it was like, you know, even professional counseling, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, don't tell nobody. You know, but now everybody goes to counseling, right? Everybody's got a psychiatrist, right? Or, or you know, it's just a little more prevalent in culture. But here, as a, can, I, can I be a pastor here? You, in Christ, you don't have to own every struggle you walk through. Your confession is a means to separate your identity from it. All right, God, God doesn't want you just to be vulnerable, for the same. God doesn't want you to puke up and then swim in the puke and be like, you know what I'm saying? That's just the way it is. I'm just being real. Oh, man. Look, I'm just being real. I know. I can smell it. I know. I used to talk like that all the time. Look, I'm just being, don't come at me like that. You can ask Enrique over here. I used to manifest all the time. Just being real. Get off of me. That's what you say all the time. Get people trying to help me out. Get off of me. Get off of me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all are looking at me like, yeah, I used to do that too. Anybody else used to do that? Yeah. Anybody still do that? You're like, get off of now. <laughs> right. Okay. But this is the thing. Is, is, is to we don't just take the mask off to freak people out. Look at this. <laughs> Put that thing back on. <laughs> right? Because I'm telling you, some people, if you take the mask off, they're going to be like, oh, what in the world? Come out of him. Come out of her. Right? Somebody said amen. <laughs> amen. I've seen one of them people today. No. Just joking. But yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I'm here to tell you, walk in freedom. If you walk in the Spirit, you also live in the Spirit. If you walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. This is a walk. So, so me being vulnerable is to get free, not just so I'm being real. And sometimes we need to stop just being real and get right. I get it. We do need to be real, but, but we're real for the purpose of uncovering something to get free, not to just uncover it. To, to, and it's almost sometimes we take pride in our issues. I know what I'm talking about. I didn't grow up in church. I was abused as a child. And growing up, it was as, it, as twisted and dark as my childhood was, it was an element of pride in my life because my life was rougher than yours. And I'm still here. Right? This is pride. This is pride. And, and, and I want to I wanna uncover so I can get free, not so I can just be like, look at my nasty. Can I get a witness? Y'all getting something out of this? Look, like I said, my heart as a pastor is so you walk in freedom. And look, that, this, is, this is mercy. This is grace. 
I, I don't understand why, why pastors don't talk about sin anymore. It's not to condemn people. We talk about sin to, so it's because there's freedom in Christ. There's forgiveness. There's healing. If we don't talk about the thing that's truly the problem, it is sin. It, it is. There's, I mean, it is, it's sin. It's in the world. Where, you know, there's different types of sin. There's, a, there's sin, the act of sin. There's iniquity. It's the, it's the nature we were born with that we all have to deal with. And confession, the devil hates it because it's, it's a pathway to freedom. All right? Okay, are you teachable? Acknowledge my sin. Acquaint, this is, I, I, look, it, I acknowledge my sin. That means I'm acquainted with this. I'm aware of it. Look, I know by experience. You know, anybody, there's certain sins that you're like, no, I know that one. There's certain demons that you, they were like your cousin. They were your primo and prima. They were with you all, all, your whole life. Somebody say amen. amen. And, and he was, he acknowledged it. He was acquainted with it. And those are the things that, that you want to confess. You want to separate yourself from. All right, here we go. All right, I hope y'all leave with a smile on your face. But hidden, hidden in my iniquity, I didn't hide. I'm, I'm still in, in, in Psalm 32.5. My iniquity, I didn't hide. And that word hide means to, to cover myself. It means to put a mask on. So it means hidden means to close, conceal, cover self. So it means I didn't, I didn't cover myself. He's associating his sin to himself. And so when we don't uncover, we're, we're staying bound. We're staying bound. I told you, I told you we was going to get into it. This is, this is a beautiful thing. Freedom is a beautiful thing. I'm here to tell you right now, you can be free. You can walk in freedom. I'm not all the way there, but I'm here to tell you in Christ and in community and having people around you that speak in your life, reading your word and praying and pursuing God and, and all that good stuff, that, that, that is the pathway of freedom. You can come out of whatever it is. And, and I'm here to tell you right now, not just for you, but for somebody else. I mean, I mean be, a, be a conduit of freedom for somebody. Be an example that, man, this person did it. I can do it. You know, be that somebody. Um, you know, somebody in our community um, is a clinical social worker. When I say that, we're so small, people are like, oh, I know who that is. But um, they text me, and they, they get calls to respond to uh, child, uh, like, abuse and stuff like that and just, and, and, and this person texts me and says, look, I, I don't think this is just natural. Please pray for me. Because of the intensity of the situation, there's like an emergency call to come to, you know, whether it's somebody's house, I don't know all the details, but, but there were spiritual things. This marketplace minister, somebody say amen, was sensing before they got there, Pastor Sean, could you please pray for me because I'm about to go to a call for something for an issue and I don't believe it's all natural but it's some spiritual de demonic stuff happening and so uh, so I'm here to tell you right now that that the, your freedom isn't just changing in attitudes many times it's spiritual freedom from demonic activity operating in your mind and stuff I'm not saying you're demon possessed I'm just saying like you know Paul told Timothy God didn't give you a spirit of fear he's speaking to a spiritual leader Speaking to a spiritual leader, saying, don't let that spirit of fear mess with you. And so he's like, man, there's freedom. God didn't give you. This is a scripture we say to our kids all the time. 
What is it? God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. That's right. That's how they say it. So Nico says, God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. That's right. Say it again, please. Lay hands on data. <laughs> they know that one. Mama taught them that one. <laughs> right? But many times we're, what we're covering is spiritual. And when we uncover spiritual life, Holy Spirit, holiness, joy, peace, provision, Christ-likeness, that's what we want. The truth spiritual strength amen okay i'm almost done all right i'm almost done we'll continue next week but here is my last point godly sorrow brings about change we don't hear about godly sorrow nowadays it's in the bible though i didn't make this up i'm just going to read a little bit and we'll continue with godly sorrow next week you guys happy about that <laughs> hallelujah here we go godly sorrow brings about change and um, if you want to, you can take this home with you. Here's a, little, here's a little Bible study for you. 2 Corinthians 7, verses 1 to 8. I'm not going to read all of them. But there, there is a sorrow from God that produces repentance that leads to salvation. I'm not saying to go around being sorry and sad. I'm not saying to, to, to do away with the joy of the Lord. I'm just saying when we trespass and we're not sorry, Something's wrong. Man. When we mess up, anybody ever mess up, even in a little way, you're in a social environment. I'm kind of talking about myself right now, just so you know. You're in a social environment. You kind of talk a lot by nature. You say something, you walk away, you're going, man, I shouldn't have said that. And just and nobody said anything, but in my gut, I feel sad. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like in my, and I think it's the Holy Spirit going, you you little dummy. No, he wouldn't say that because he doesn't condemn. That's how I interpret the voice of God sometimes. <laughs> I'm working out my issues. He's a loving father, Pastor Sean. I know he is, but that's how my loving father talks to me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kind of kidding, but no, he's telling me. You, and, and I feel the conviction in my gut. And I'm like, I need to call that person. And they're going to be like, oh, that was no big deal. I was like, you know, it was. I've been vexed for days. God has left me. I don't feel his anointing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I know I'm being, but you just can't. God won't let you get away with it. Thank God you hear from God. Even sometimes the littlest thing, Holy Spirit's like, ooh, and it grieves. And I'm not talking uber spiritual, like weird. Oh, I'm so grieved right now. The atmosphere is so bad. I'm like, no, that's you. <laughs> that's you. You need to work that out. Go pray that through. But if we are never grieved, if we are never sorrowful, and I don't mean we live in a state, but I just mean the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He convicts of sin, the Bible says. This book was written, the, the New Covenant, New Testament, the letters were written to churches, to believers, saying, the Holy Spirit convicts of sin. Sin is not, is not a, ta a taboo word in God and in the kingdom. It's, it is a reality 
of life that we can live free from positionally, but I'm talking conditionally now. I'm talking about getting free uh, um, real, realistically, emphatically, emotionally, mentally, physically free in Christ. Here it is. I'm just going to read one of these, a couple of these verses, and then we're going we're gonna, to um, continue with the service here. But in 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1, I'm just going to read a couple of them, and we'll continue next week. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. He's talking to a church. Therefore, having these promises. So me dealing with my stuff is not contrary to the promise of God on your life. It's actually part of the promise. Man. Sometimes we say, no, it's all about promise. God promised. God's going to do it. But we don't. Look at I'm just going to read the Bible. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, beloved, church, beloved, look at your neighbor and say, beloved. I'm going to tell you right now, y'all are beloved. You are accepted in the beloved. You are beloved. Let us. My wife's like, yes, I am. So now you know how I got it in my house, folks. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Man, that's some good steak. That's some carne asada right there. This isn't vegan, gluten-free. This is carne asada. This ain't a smoothie. This got protein. This is some meat. Come on now. Some of us, we don't, the church don't want carne asada. The church wants milk. They don't even want real milk. They want some almond oat milk or something. It's, it's not even, it's not even milk. It's not milk. Don't, I'm just kidding. I don't even drink milk, for real. I'm not, we're not going to go into my issue with milk, but, but I'm not a big milk drinker. I don't eat cereal. Anyways. Look at your neighbor and say, you need some carne asada. <laughs> Verse 2, here it is. So powerful. Spiritual leader talking to a church. I'm done. I'll finish with this verse, and we'll continue with verse 3 next week. Open your hearts to us. Look at this. I never saw this before. Vulnerability, teachability, humbleness, Christian community. Open your hearts to us. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have cheated no one. Why? Because those people experience cheat, heartache, and corruption in spiritual leadership. And he's like, open your hearts. I want to see you free. Apostle Paul's writing to the church. This is his second letter. I believe he wrote the first from Ephesus, the second from Macedonia. And the history of this area was Greek-occupied which was um, the, uh, the, there was a lot of sexual immorality. The, um, they had a god they worshipped. It was a sex god. I can't quite remember the name. I'm sure David or Pedro know because they're smarter than everybody in here put together. But what's that? Diagnosis? Yeah, see, he's like, he's already breaking down. I didn't get to Rome yet, man. And then Rome occupied it. Rome took it over about a century before the church came, uh, a century or two before. So as Roman occupied, there were uh, a lot of the sexual immorality did, wasn't as bad during Greek rule, but there was, there was um, a lot of prostitution, 
And so the people in that world were coming to church and doing that stuff in church. And so that's what he sees the context here. He's dealing with a region that had a lot of sexual immorality. But he's like, open your hearts to us. Here, I'll read one more verse. I do not say this to condemn. For I have said before that you are in our hearts. Uh, to die together and to live together. I love that. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my boasting on your behalf. I'm filled with comfort. I'm exceedingly joyful in all our tribulation. Verse 5, I wanna, I'm going to close somewhere. Just give me a second. For indeed, when we came to Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts. Inside were fears. Nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast, comfort us by the coming of Titus, and not only by his coming, but also by the consolation with which he was comforted in you. It's talking about Christian community. Uh, when he told us of your earnest desire, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced even more. Verse 8, for even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, for I perceived that the same epistle made you sorry. He's talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 1, or 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, the book of 1 Corinthians. It says, I did not regret it, for, for I perceived that the same epistle or letter made you sorry, though only for a while, only for a while, not forever, but for a moment, but for a moment. How powerful would the local church be if we had moments like that with God on a personal level so we could get things right and free ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and spirit on an individual basis? Now I rejoice, not that I made you sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. And we're, we're going to read the rest. We're going to cliffhanger. Okay, let's dismiss. But it leads somewhere. This is the point. This is the main heart for today. Your vulnerability before God and others is to lead to spiritual growth. It is not just to do it to stay, but to lead. That God, it'll get into this godly sorrow, produces repentance that leads to salvation. It takes you somewhere. You know, like the Bible says, a dog returns to his vomit. And, and, and God wants you to be led to all that he has for you through repentance. Come on, let's just bow our heads. I, I, I feel like we just all just need to turn to God right now. I don't know what it is. Just go ahead. Just talk to him. Open up your heart. I'm going to lead everybody in a prayer. Because um, I believe there's people in here that need to give their life to Jesus. Whether you need to come back to him or, or it might be your first time. But right now, just you, just, just for a moment, just go ahead and pray. Right now, just there maybe some, I, I hope there's something you need to tell them. Confess. Say, God, help me with this. God, I give you this.